in the suburbs of Gotham City is the home of Bruce Wayne. Only the faithful Alfred knows what lies beneath the house. Those relentless crusaders for law and order, Batman and Robin. Welcome to the latest installment of the Dort Knights, the podcast that the internet deserves, but not the one it needs. As usual, I am your host, MB, and joining me is the bread to my butter, the salt to my pepper, and the tubok to my biggie, Birdman. We're back, baby. Indeed, we're in the groove. Yes, hopefully for we we can get out of this funk. We've been kind of in a funk, like, ever, ever since I've noticed it, ever since, like, Bat Month ended, we've been kind of in a funk. Yeah, yeah, you won't take the hint. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I knew something was up. I kept calling you like, no, he's not here right now. How come you sound like MB? You sound like MB doing a Swedish accent. Ooh, and you just hung up. <laughs> hey, that's my cousin, man. Don't, <laughs> don't insult him. His, he, his Swedish ways are a mystery even to me. He, he, he goes to bed at 6 in the afternoon because you know he's used to it in Sweden. <laughs> So that explains it. Yes. But yeah, it's it's been, I would say, a good couple of weeks since we recorded the last one. Yep. Pretty much. Just, and it was in, it was a couple of weeks in between that, you know, that we. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of become a bi-weekly thing, which I I don't really have much of a problem with, except it kind of throws us off whenever we get back into it. Yeah. We you know, there's a little uh, we got some rust. We need to. Yeah. We need to stretch our loins. Our loins have been underused. Yeah. Our podcast yeah, on, e- on each other. Yeah. On, on each other. But um I don't know, it's 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 strange to think that we would run out of material with the two of us. I mean listen to this entire podcast. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. like we can't shut up about each other. Yeah. I mean that's I mean the problem is there's really so much in us finding out stuff to talk about is us finding stuff to talk about that would be presentable for other people to listen to. Therein lies the problem. I guess guess that's true. I mean, no one wants to hear our slash fiction. Yeah. But um, if you want to look it up, um, there will be a link for you after the show. Yeah. Yeah, just just scroll way down. Yeah, just just be patient, uh, Dork dork Knight fans, Dork Knightians. The se- the secret is that every episode of Dork Knights is our slash fiction. Exactly. One step closer to the end to where we consummate the relationship then go out in a fiery blaze. <laughs> With that, you know, double suicide. Yes. Exactly. Uh but you know, sometimes you wonder like what it would be like if things were different, right? Like with us getting back on track and us getting back onto a regular schedule. Yeah. And I think of, I think that's kind of human nature to look at the way things are and say, well, I mean, yeah, look at the flip side of things. Yeah, what what would happen if this happened, or what happened if this happened? I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure that's a common thing. I, I do it a lot. I don't know if you do it a lot, but like, I look at back and stuff in my own past. I'm like, man, if only I had done this, if only I'd done that. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, we all have regrets. We yeah, and. Not even regrets. It's like even just stuff that happened. Like, what would be the flip side of that? Because it yeah. makes for an interesting thought. Yeah, it's just it's not really so much that something we're maybe, you know, invested in. Particularly, is just is that we're bored. Yeah, yeah, we're bored, <laughs> and we read too many comic books. 
Exactly. Because comic books make that a whole thing. Like, they make entire events out of that. Like a what-if scenario. Because yeah. you, could, you have alternate histories, alternate dimensions. I mean, the X-Men, virtually every story about the X-Men is an alternate history or an alternate yeah. dimension. alternate future. Dear God, we have to stop the future. Again, asshole! <laughs> we, we've stopped like three uh, post-apocalyptic worlds over the last two days. I can't do it anymore. Fuck the future. Yeah, and Fantastic Four especially. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, it's just... That's more like troopiness to the... There's not so much killer robots as there is uh, uh, space guys that look like killer robots. (laughs) And are named Jack Kirby. Yes. (laughs) They've got cigars. But if you haven't guessed already, the topic that we were going to kind of bring up uh, subtly, and now I've ruined the subtleness, is sort of alternate stories and comic books, like the Elseworlds and the what-ifs type of yeah. scenarios. Yeah, stuff Elseworld. that really stuff that really isn't in continuity, it's just more yeah. like, it's more I would guess like a fun take on everything. Like, yeah. in some ways you could say the ultimate universe is. Yeah, well, I would say that, yeah, it's just that it's an Elseworld or a what-if with if the what ifs and Elseworlds didn't stop, you know, DC's Elseworlds are, if they're, I mean, some of them, I think very few of them are one shots, but most of them are mini series. And like Marvel's What If series, most of them are one and done's, I believe. And yeah. there's a few that are mini series. But, um, yeah, Marvel's What Ifs are kind of like an anthology. Yeah. Sometimes. Though recently they've kind of done just the one shot. Like, what if Spider-Man House of M had turned out differently? Or what? Yeah. But, uh... I don't know. It's Elseworlds, I've always maintained that Elseworlds would be a great thing to bring back in yeah. DC. Uh, they... It was Gotham, I guess. Like, that was kind of the first one. Yeah, Gotham in the late by 80s. Gaslight. And they went through a surge, like, in the 90s. They had a bunch of them. Um, probably... Besides Gotham, I guess, like, like the most famous two would definitely be um, The Dark Knight Returns and uh, King yeah. of Come. I, I never thought of Dark Knight Returns, actually. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty I huge. think it was kind of retroactively branded Elseworld. Yeah. I mean, it never really had the official seal or anything, uh, but it's like, it's kind of what started it. Yeah. It's like, it's an alternate future. Yeah. That but, isn't, like, referenced in main continuity or anything. But I will be honest, while a lot of the Elseworlds sounded cool, um, from what I've read, not a lot of them are that good. Just like, if you look at some of the failed Batman ones, like, um, I've brought this up before, but the the one where Batman is Bruce Wayne is raised as a priest and <laughs> who loves to sing and music and he cries all the fucking time. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is Batman Holy Terror. Holy Terror, yeah. Holy shit is what they should have called it. Yeah, oh my god. And and there was also one, you brought that up from a, a cracked article. Yeah. And in that same article, there's one where there's an actor who is, oh, shot, yeah. who is shot in the head and believes he's Batman. Even though, you know, he's been shot in the head, apparently he's fine and runs around <laughs> fighting crime as Batman. Well, it's just only a little brain damage. What's yeah. that? To, you know. Yeah. I, you know, actually, I saw that in, like, my local comic book store, like, a couple months ago. 
I looked at her like, no fucking way. <laughs> I, I wasn't even, I didn't even want to pick it up and read it in the store. <laughs> That's how bad it was. I kind of want to own Batman Holy Terror just because it's so bad. It's like, wanna... I want to read it and just marvel at the fact that Bruce Wayne is weeping every other panel. <laughs> you want to like it ironically. You want to be a Batman hipster. <laughs> I don't think I want to like it in any case. It's just I want it there just as proof. Make fun of. A proof positive of something that's just so you, terrible. You want to confirm to yourself that it actually exists. Yes, yes, because I don't believe it, frankly. <laughs> But, I mean, that's that's only, like, the tipping point of bad Elseworlds, because most of them really kind of are bad. Like, that's really no secret that... Yeah. There's no big secret that we've stumbled upon or anything. Um, I, I like... There's actually an Elseworlds I like that has a ridiculous pr- premise, which is Superman is an Amish man. Yeah, that's, a, that's another one I forget about. One more famous one is uh, Justice League, The Nail. Yeah, which is essentially, it's actually a very good concept up until you find out what happened to Superman. Because it explores the idea of a world where Superman doesn't exist and the Justice League formed without him. And, you know, no none of that inspirational hope or anything came from him. And the heroes were kind of left to their own devices. Yeah, he was too busy raising barns with his super strength. Yeah, pretty much. And that's kind of the, the what-the-fuck ending. <laughs> that comes out of it. It's, it's Superman with a huge beard, wearing overalls, saying, you know, that's that's not the way of God and all of that. And then he cries. <laughs> that seems to be a common theme in all these Elseworlds. Superman just cries, like, that's what happened in uh, The Dark Knight Returns after Batman beat his ass. <laughs> I just wanted to worship God. <laughs> <laughs> God, and actually, Dark Knight Returns is one thing that you haven't read all the way through. No, not yet. Um, unfortunately. I'm yep. ashamed to admit it. Call myself a Batman fan. but Yeah, yeah, you liar. You know what? Fuck you. All right? <laughs> that's what I say. Blow it out your ass. Um, it's what you always say, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, on the flip side of Elseworlds, like we said, Elseworlds really started to gain traction like in the 90s um but marvel they're what ifs they've been doing what ifs for quite a while i know they've slowed down in recent years but i want to say didn't the what ifs start like in the 70s yeah yeah at least the 70s so it may actually predate the uh elseworlds i yeah, think it does actually yeah that's what i'm elseworlds. saying if it if it come out in the 70s then it certainly does and and the what ifs like for marvel were kind of ridiculous in of themselves yeah. they're just kind of they never really did anything profound. They were just more like, what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? What if Spider-Man were a dog? <laughs> Pretty much. I imagine like Stan, like someone pitching that to Stanley. Spider-Man's a dog. Enough said. He's like, <laughs> I like it. Get me some more Coke money. <laughs> he pisses on the ashes of Jack Kirby. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's also ones like... What if the Punisher were taken over by the symbiote? Like the yeah. Venom symbiote? Um, like, it's just simple changes like that that there's, really. There's, there's actually one that I saw when I was looking it up that I found amusing just because of while the story itself is 30 years old, 32 years old, it's certainly become relevant in, 
in comics in, in a way uh, is that there was a what if that what if Captain America became president of the United States? <laughs> it's like a snake eating its own tail. It just come full circle. <laughs> wow, that actually like that would actually be an interesting idea to implement some of the what if ideas into regular continuity or yeah, ult- the, or ultimate continuity. Yeah, the ultimate, yes, yeah. Cause... I think I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I think um, the guy on Ultimates now, Sam Humphries, he saw that. Holy shit! Why haven't I thought of this yet? <laughs> and he just started reading. He's like, "All right, that's it. I have my storyline." Yeah. And the next issue, Spider-Man becomes a dog. Miles Morales <laughs> is a dog in Ultimate Spider-Man number 16. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I'm I'm also looking up like, what if Iron Man had an eating disorder? Really? That's one of them. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Literally, Iron Man gets fat. I think I might have seen some of that because isn't it like his arm or like fat yeah. or something? Like, yeah. I think I've seen like someone post some of that like humorously. I don't like It's like what if he had an eating disorder instead of a drinking problem? <laughs> what that'd be called then instead of like demon in the bottle would be like demon <laughs> Demon in, in a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I I I can't even process that. Oh my god, that's that's hilarious! I, I have to do that now. <laughs> I want to own that issue. I want to own that in Batman Holy Terror. Yes, exactly. Um, mantle on your mantle. Yeah. Yeah. Masterpieces. And then you just have you know the weird. I mean, you have weird ones, but you also have just kind of boring ones. Like, what if Ward Machine had not destroyed the Living Laser? Yeah. Like, like who, who cares? Right. Yeah. It would be. I imagine it'd be on one page. I'm going to kill you, but I don't. And Living Legends, like, okay, thanks for that. The end. <laughs> Pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> there's one, you know, there's ones that I find most interesting is a change to, like, the origin story. Because yeah. that's really the point where everything changes. You know, everything kind of grows out of that. Um, one of the best Elseworlds is actually one where Clark Kent's, well, Kal-El's, uh, spaceship crash lands not in Smallville but on the lawn of Wayne Manor before Thomas and Martha Wayne ever have a kid. So they raise Clark as Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. And he becomes Batman with all the powers of Superman. It's actually a really good story. Yes. I've, I've, I think I may have mentioned this before, but you know Commissioner Bat Month. Batman Bat- can finally fucking fly. Yes. it make, The costume makes sense now. <laughs> the dream has come true. Exactly. It's actually really cool because, you know, Batman uses uh, heat ray vision and stuff like that. He fights <laughs> He fights a version of the Joker that's basically Lex Luthor. Uh, with uh, more hair. Yeah. And by the end of it, he actually ends up becoming Superman. Uh, how's what? that word? Does he just say, fuck Batman, I'll be Superman? Yeah. Well, Lois Lane kind of convinces him to do it. <laughs> yeah. If you if you turn yourself into Superman, I'll let you see me naked. It's like, he doesn't realize he has x-ray vision. <laughs> well, he does. It's just that all he can see are like her kidneys. <laughs> I guess Bullshit. I... I can't see any boobs. I guess that's true. But um, some of my favorite like Elseworlds 
um, have been, well, not just else rules, but like what ifs. I would consider this a what if as well. But um, was uh, Neil Gaiman sixteen oh two? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's that. Then there's uh, uh, there's another one I read where not read. I haven't read, but I read about where like it's Captain America and uh, the Civil War. Uh, fighting during the Civil War, and then there's also uh, Superman Red Sun. I like stories that are kind of like while they're elseworlds and stuff. They also venture on the path of like alternate history. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, it's, that's it's just it's always cool to see heroes like displaced in time. That's like comic porn for you, isn't it? Exactly. Oh my God, Captain America taking orders for from uh, Ulysses S. Grant. I have to fap to this. Well, let's talk about that for a second because your initial concept for what we we're going to talk about was Elseworlds that we'd like to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're a huge history buff, so mm-hmm. like, what do you think has never been done that you would want to see? Well, this is something that I've talked to you before uh, about uh, a couple years ago, but I'd like to see like, uh, kind of in the style of like Marvel CCF2, like a DC uh, Western. Yeah. Like set sometime like post-Civil War, like maybe in the 1870s, um, probably definitely no later than like 1890, and I just think that would lend itself. Like I think a lot of the characters could lend themselves to uh, being like I guess. See, that's the thing. Like some of them wouldn't necessarily be as powerful. Like I hadn't like the idea I had was like uh, the only the only one I couldn't really work into the story was Superman, just because of how Superman is. But um, like the idea was that like uh. Green Arrow would be like a, uh, he'd be a white guy who, like, after the war, a little similar to Dances with Wolves, he'd been, like, stranded out in the wilderness, and he'd been saved by Indians, and, um, you know, he'd taken up their calls fighting for them using a bow and arrow. Yep. Um, and then, like, Flash, Barry Allen would be like, uh, a crime fighter in Central City, Missouri, which, you know, the rogues easily could translate to, like, a gang of outlaws. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, uh, Batman, of course. Batman, get Batman to his Zorro roots. You know, I mean, mysterious yeah, crime yeah. fighter. Batman really is, like, the easiest to translate, because, like, really, what does he do? Yeah. It's like, he, he can fight really good, which, you know, Western... Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's perfect. Yeah. But I can kind of see what you're saying with Superman. I think there's a way to do it where it's like you play up like sometimes in Westerns you have this aspect of like something has come from the skies and people don't know exactly what it is. Yeah. So you kind of play up that angle, have him grow up to become Clark Kent. Yeah. Never fully have him become Superman where he's like flying around and shit because that like, would kind of... Like... Like, the idea I kind of had is that, like, Clark Kent would be, like, a, he'd be, like, a reporter for, yeah. like, some eastern newspaper who travels around the West. And everywhere he goes, like, things seem to, shit gets done. Like, you yeah. know, like he reports on whatever injustices and stuff, but, like, like the idea is that, like, since Superman's, like, super fast, like, he would able, he could save people and fix shit without no one ever seeing him. Yeah. And it'd just be like a myth or legend that the so-called Superman or whatever, yeah, exists. But um, and you also had a really good idea for the Green Lanterns. Yeah, the idea for the Green Lantern was like um, 
instead of them, you know, being <laughs> space cops with aliens and stuff, they would actually be a uh, uh, a former unit of the Union Army. Well, they would still be the Army, but they would be their job would be like uh, patrol the South. They would fight like the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. In the South, you know, in the South and then the Midwest where they were prevalent after the war. And, like, you know, you'd have all the green, like, you'd have all the Earth Green Lanterns, like, you know, like, you say Alan Scott was leading it, then Hal Jordan was his second in command, and Kyle Rayner was there, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and, like, the the guy, the Ku Klux Klan guy they would fight would look mysteriously. Like Sinestro. Like, like Sinestro, yeah, he'd have, he'd have the mustache. Yeah, the mustache. And of, course, of course, that mustache is tailor-made for a fucking villain, so. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he essentially is purple Snidely with whiplash. Exactly. He's always tying Carol Ferris to train tracks. <laughs> I want to see a story about that now. <laughs> That's another Elseworld. If, uh... Hal Jordan was doubly, deadly dude, right? Exactly. And, yeah, that'd be hilarious. But, um... But, yeah, that's just something that I thought that'd be interesting to see. Just, yeah. uh... See those characters out and about, uh, in the West. And I had ideas... The idea for, like, uh, someone like Deathstroke would be, like, hilariously... I'd rip off, like, uh, Unforgiven that he'd be, like, a former... Uh, a former uh, Confederate officer who lost his eye. But he, like, yeah, shortly after the war, he was, like, a bandit. Then he tried to go legit, and then it all goes, you know, to hell. And he ends up becoming a son of a bitch, kind of like what happened. Would he, yeah. would he would he be uh, for slavery? Well, I mean, this I don't necessarily think so. Hmm. But, um... And then, like, you know, like, someone like Deadshot. I mean, come on. That, that's another character that's way too easy to translate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... To a Western. Really, so, all he does is shoot people. And then, shoot like... Shoot really well. Yeah, the idea for Martian Manhunter would be that, uh... He'd just be John Jones... Um, or so everyone, you know, you know, he'd be like, look like a human, and he'd work. Uh, after the war, I don't know if you heard. There's the, you've heard of the Pinkertons, right? The Pinkerton Detective Agency. Um, they were, um, they were after the war. They were like bounty hunters, detectives, uh, security. They did just stuff all over the country. And yeah. like the idea is that John Jones would be like a bounty hunter for the Pinkertons, and you know he would he would be he would have all his powers. But you would never see him as an alien. There would be some mystery about where exactly he come from. But he would never like you know, look like a green man. I, I would, that's what I, I'd think, anyway. You're just racist against green people. Exactly. Fuck green people. You know, they, they, they took our jobs, man. They took our fucking jobs. Agreed. But, um... But yeah, that's just like the base idea I had for some of the characters. Yeah, Western DC. I could I could definitely see that. Yeah. There's actually one D, uh, Western they tried with uh, Batman that was considerably less interesting. Um, where it's just essentially it's Bruce Wayne who just happens to dress up like a bat. Like yeah, yeah. He and he's also like a isn't he like he's like in the army working for like Custer or somebody or no he's working for Lincoln. Oh, from Lincoln, yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's like the president's aide. And essentially, <laughs> essentially he's just Batman in name only because he doesn't have any of the backstory or anything like that. He just I, dresses up because it's fun. I just imagine him, Mr. President, 
the fuck are you wearing? What? This is... What? Soldiers wear uniforms? Yeah, but you're dressed like a goddamn bat. <laughs> what? This is how I get into... Take... Dude, seriously. Lincoln just... he he's... Sometimes he drops dude. That's how powerful... <laughs> that's how pissed off he is at that suit. <laughs> he invents the term. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, dude... That could take off. That could take off, Mr. President. <laughs> but yeah, suffice to say, it wasn't nearly as good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean that. I think that's an interesting concept. Um, a lot of times, like Elseworlds are based in the past. Like they're they're based yeah. in the far past. Like Marvel sixteen oh two, I think, is the most extreme version of that. Though. There have been a couple cavemen Batman stories. Really? Yeah. I know there was Grant, Grant Morrison. Morrison yeah. But yeah, there was a there was another Elseworlds that did that first. Um, well, I forget. What did he? What did he? How did that work? I mean, it, I mean, it's essentially how you would imagine. It's just like he watches his parents. I think I think they're killed by like a prehistoric animal, <laughs> and then he yeah. goes, and then basically he dresses up like a bat to hunt down the animal. Bruce Wayne. Dinosaur killer. <laughs> Sabertooth tiger slayer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it basically he's dressed up like Batman, except, you know, it's all rags for his costume. He has a club. You know, it, it's essentially what you would imagine if you said Batman is a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, that actually did make me think uh, it would be interesting. I have, like, no ideas how it would work or. Anything but like put like Bruce Wayne. I don't know if it's ever been done. Like, I don't know if you could work all DC into it, but like, maybe you could. But like, um, it may have been done before. So if it has, I don't know. But like, take like the Justice League and uh, put them into like uh, the Knights of the Round Table, the Arthurian legend, with like Superman as like King Arthur and. Like, you know, Batman would, of course, be like, I assume he'd be like Lancelot, you know, but, and like, their, their armor and stuff, they'd fight, you know, the Saxons and all the shit that King Arthur fought. They and, have, uh. They have done some stuff like that, but it's mm-hmm. not 100% that. Like, yeah. Like, they've done, Sir, it's, uh, it's something called Sir Bruce of, mm. of Waynesmore or something like that. Mm. Where he, he goes to slay, like, Morgana Le Fay. Yeah, the the sorceress that killed his parents. Yeah, well, I, that's what I was like. I was gonna say is like, wow, they're like, you know, they out and about as normal people, but like when they put on like their armors and stuff, it's very reminiscent of like their costumes. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like I said, Batman would definitely be the easiest to translate to that. Because mm-hmm. I've seen like people like fan art done, you know, the Dark Knight, you know. I've seen I've up. seen fan art done of all of them like that. Really? Yeah. Superman, Green Lantern, Flash, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, and I know there's another, it's not DC related, but another time displacement thing I would like to see is like a Medieval Punisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Using yeah, like mean, a. He could like literally take on an executioner's um, yeah. motive to him. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, that's just, I don't know, that's just some of the things I thought of. Um, what about what about you? What are some of the Elseworlds that you like to see? Well, like I said, there's there's a lot of Elseworlds that deal with the past. Mm-hmm. One thing I've always wanted to kind of see was um, 
Bat was like a Batman story in the far future, even farther than like Batman Beyond. Like literally in like a Star Warsian type huh. future where like, like distant future. Oh distant, yeah, distant. way distant. Like to the point where it's like you can't even conceive how Batman would work in that universe. Like I want to explore the idea of Batman using basically Star Wars tech or Star Trek tech to make a difference in like a corrupt system. Huh. Now, what would it, well, I mean? Would he still like? My first thought when when you think of that is like that thing that DC did that JLA one million. And that, yeah. Like, yeah, Batman was like wasn't Batman like he was like over Pluto or something. Yeah, he he basically controlled a planet. Yeah, and he had like Robin the Toy Wonder, which yes. was a, a robot dressed as Robin. Um, but now would instead of that would like would Gotham still exist or would it be kind of like something like uh like when I think of it I mean I know it's very easy to think this because it's a common thing in like science fiction and stuff of the future but, like would Gotham be kind of like uh would Judge Dredd kind of like the mega cities or like something out of, like like Blade Runner with yeah the, the yeah kind of the mega squalor? kind of the mega city type thing like it would be in its own cop- capital of a planet. Or, or something like that. And the way I figured out the story would be, Superman actually had Krypton destroyed in front of him as an adult. Mm-hmm. So he would be evil in oh, the story. Shit. And he would be, like, he would be let loose on Gotham by uh, this sort of warlord type, almost like the Emperor or Palpatine of the world, which would be uh-huh. Ra's al Ghul. Oh, shit. So you would have you would have Bruce Wayne like essentially having to deal with a rogue Kal El. Fuck. Uh, that that sounds uh shit. Damn, that, I I have no words. That sounds that's pretty fucking awesome. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a concept I had when I was God, I, I don't know how many years ago, but um, it was called the War on Crime in the future. <laughs> yes, the ongoing war. <laughs> uh, but actually, it was originally conceived as what if Bruce Wayne was in the Star Wars universe? And I, think, yeah, I know you, you talked to me about that before, like yeah. Or it's like essentially Alfred would be like C three PO. Um, the Joker would be kind of like he instead of like being bleached white, he would kind of like he would kind of almost be like a mutation that his skin would turn a pigment of white and he'd have these messed up eyes and stuff like that. Cool. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the main thing that I've come up with. Um, I don't know. A couple of them would more be what ifs. Honestly. Um, though I do like the idea of doing a couple DC, like Superman, I don't know, Superman, Maybe if Superman had first appeared in the 1930s and then never stopped, like like he he was still active today, like okay, like what about would it be would it be like real time? Like he would show up like 1939. Yeah, real time. What about like would the rest of the heroes pop up as well in real time? Um, maybe. I mean. It, I I haven't thought that far ahead. But that that I, would be that would be kind of interesting just to show, you, especially because to start like in 1939, skip ahead, and because you know, 
if you're making it like a realistic timeline of people aging and stuff, you know, there'd yeah. be no way that no one else from, you know, Superman's time period would be would still be alive. So I think there'd, there'd be some mileage out of that. Yeah, Perry White would certainly be dead. <laughs> no, Perry, Perry White's too awesome to die. He lives he lives solely on cigar fumes. Exactly. And Great Caesar's ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, he is the Great Caesar's ghost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Lois Lane probably wouldn't be alive. Uh I know Batman certainly wouldn't be alive cuz uh, Batman would die like if in not, 1941. Yeah, I mean, certainly like even if he lived to be like 80 something at this point, I I don't think like I don't think he wouldn't be caught like by the Joker, like shot down or something like yep. that. But um I imagine Batman would have a lot of successors. Like there would be you know, you would have Dick Grayson take up the mantle right after him. Then Jason Todd would take up the mantle after Dick. And, like, at this point, it would be either Tim or Damien in the role. But I, I like the idea of taking that sort of stuff and really playing it out as if it had never really... As if hyper-time had never existed. Yeah. So, that's, like, one idea I had. But uh, I also like the idea of doing Elseworlds for... um. Basically, using them to explore what would have happened if certain stories, certain bad stories, had never happened. Yeah, <laughs> like there like, are more than a few of those. Yeah, one of one of the uh, most famous recent uh, what ifs actually was what if Civil War. What if Civil War had ended differently? Yeah, wasn't it like if Captain America decided one or something? Yeah, it's. It, my favorite scenario of it, because they present a couple different scenarios, but my favorite is, what if Iron Man had lost the Civil War? And it says, in this reality, Iron Man asks for, uh, he asks for Captain America's help instead of threatening him, and Cap does not use the hidden weapon in his glove to disable Tony's armor. The heroes unite to stop an out-of-control Thor clone. That, because in that story, there was a uh, Thor clone. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. Um, they unite instead of continuing to fight. Like, both sides come together, yeah. and they unite to stop the Thor clone. And the resulting goodwill convinces Captain America to help run the Superhero Registration Act program, as he is the only one of the heroes that they will trust with their secret identities. Like, that honestly, to me, sounds way better than the Civil War we got. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I mean... Honestly, just about anything. Well, I wouldn't say anything because <laughs> some of the events that's come after Civil War have been pretty bad. But um, yeah. But yeah, I'll agree that that sounds that sounds a lot more uh, to- tolerable to what we got. Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't mind doing it for a couple of other things. Like, um, I think the one of the biggest ones is probably Spider Man One More Day. Like, if you know the one story where Spider-Man trades his marriage to Mephisto to save Aunt May. Oh, really? Well, I didn't know. I made a deal with the devil to forget that shit. <laughs> but it's like, just just have the what-if be the logical story where Peter says, no, she's an old woman. She Her time would eventually come anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an easy fix right To there. me, it would have been hilarious like if he you know, made the deal with the devil, and then, like, that sounds like, I mean, this would be something that, like, a deal with the devil would actually go down if you, you know, read about, like, stuff with deals with the devil. Like, yeah, you know, he makes a deal, 
Aunt May survives, but then like two weeks later she gets hit by a bus and dies. That'd be like some shit that the devil would do, you know? I mean, that's basically the uh, Ghost Rider origin. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, also, I mean, you, you were talking about events that came after Civil War. I think yeah. I think I knew which one you were talking about, uh, Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. Um, and I never read it, but I heard like Secret Invasion was very underwhelming. I heard Siege wasn't bad, but I think Siege wasn't bad because Siege was the whole point of trying to fix all the shit that they had. Done. Um, Siege is Siege is pretty bad, I have to okay. say, because it's like it. Boy, well, it, well, from the way I heard it, Siege is like. The lesser of like four evils. It's the lesser, but it's still like what it basically boils down to is that the sentry has to fix everything. And and what the uh-huh. point of one of the point of the story was supposed to be like what it was really sold as was that after all these years of the heroes fighting each other, they would finally come together again. Yeah, like it would end the whole heroes hating each other thing, which. Of course, then spoiled over into Avengers vs. X Men. Exactly. Which I don't know. How would you do Avengers vs. X Men differently? Um, probably actually have them use common sense. But see, that's the problem though. If they use common sense and actually talk the shit out, like you know, you would think that it would be. It's not like you know. I understand that you know the staple of the. Uh, comic book industry is like the heroes fighting under you know uh the wrong circumstances like you know when they first meet each other they don't know who each other are so they fight and then they team up fight stop the bad guy but the thing is though with the point of like the avengers versus it takes place all these people not only do they know who all the heroes are they are like on a first name basis with everybody yeah so there's no way that they can't couldn't have just sat down and talked it out i mean seriously like this event, if, like I said, if they used their brains or, you know, half a mind, then this event would have been, like, one issue. And that's the problem, you know? If, so they have to write them out of character. I know? think I think two characters that really suffer from that, like, suffer from a lack of common sense were the two big opposing characters, uh, Captain America and Cyclops. Yeah, especially Captain America, like... Cyclops is being kind of portrayed as being, you know, more militant and kind of borderline crazy for a couple of years now. And, uh, but Captain Mary just out of nowhere just becomes like, you know, some like fascist asshole. Yeah. It's like he becomes <laughs> ultimate Captain America. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like, you should like that, but. Yeah, uh... but I would like it if it were ultimate, but here's the thing. What ruined it for me was there wasn't a moment where he said, do you think this letter on my head stands for mutant? <laughs> he didn't say that, so I was out. <laughs> That's it. I'm Avengers vs. X-Men no more. No more. Um, but yeah, I don't really... Like, the only way... The only what if you could do would be like... <laughs> that would be my what if. It'd be just one issue of, like, hey, so the Phoenix is coming. Yep. Um... Hope's gonna get it. Yep, we're gonna try to start, you know, restart the X Men. You know, that's dangerous. Yeah, I know, but um, let's work together to keep her under lock and key so that way we know what to do. Okay, we'll do that. And they high five, drink a beer, and then shit. The last 10 pages, of, or the last like 
three pages of Avengers vs. X-Men go off without a hitch, and the rest of the event doesn't happen. <laughs> that guess... would be my ideal. <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's a, that's a good point. I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind reading that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, would, it would make up for reading 10 to 12 issues of that bullshit. Exactly. Um... One thing is I have noticed, like, some of the what-ifs are humorous, and I think that could make for a pretty humorous one, personally. Um, <laughs> I can think of one off the top of my head, but it would involve an impossibility, which would be you would have to be integrated into the Marvel Universe. Me in the Marvel Universe? Yes. Yeah. And the what-if would be, what if Matt Johnson killed Gambit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would I would love to do that just you know, you know kill him and then go to trial with Matt Murdock as my attorney. <laughs> um, I would say, Your Honor, before me, I have a list of dialogue that Gambit has said in over <laughs> two hundred comics. Let me read these out verbatim, and you will see <laughs> that this was justifiable homicide. <laughs> Rogue testifies against you. Yeah, <laughs> but then Matt Murdock just brings up that she's horny. That's the only reason. <laughs> Stop! That's not a real southern accent. <laughs> Why I, do just you say, I just imagine you on the stand trying to defend yourself for killing Gambit in cold blood, and you say, "Yes, he deserved to die. Now he'll be birds of hell." Exactly. You, you're next, uh, fucking Deadpool. <laughs> as long as, well, no, wait, Remender's writing you now, so you're good. Don't worry. But Cable, Cable, Cable's next. I'm gonna fucking poke out your other eye. <laughs> Or whatever that is that one of his eyes that glows. The one that's not glowy. The real eye. That would be an amazing Elseworlds in of itself. Matt Johnson <laughs> in the Marvel Universe. I, I would say so. I mean, imagine, like, wait, what would you do if you were in the Marvel Universe? Like, what's... You know, this being, I think this would be an interesting topic to to use for a whole other show, personally. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, what but if I, you were in the Marvel? What if I was in the DC? But I will say this: I know the first thing I'm going to do is hang out with Howard the Duck. <laughs> Why? He's he he's a talking duck. I mean, come on. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, you got yeah. me there. I mean, you, me there. you know, there's all superheroes. They're just muscled assholes, but it's a fucking talking duck. <laughs> I guess that's true. So I would hang out with him and Dupe. Yeah, Dupe gets Dupe would be awesome. The floating you, booger. You 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 kill nuns together. Exactly. <laughs> they they would help me kill Gambit. They would testify at my trial in my behalf. <laughs> he would testify, and then uh, the Shire, uh, the Warrior Queen or whoever she is, I forget what her name Warbird. is. Warbird. Yeah, Warbird would stand up and say, "My place, five minutes." I would high five Dupe, and we would follow her home. <laughs> That's what I would do in the Marvel Universe. So. But, um, that's a little Wolverine and the X-Men reference there. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, that, that might actually be interesting for, like, a whole full-length show, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I mean, what... What ifs would you want to see? Um... what One what if I thought about was a DC what if. Um... What if, uh... Um... Green Lantern Rebirth would have happened differently. Like, if... You know, like, they would have reignited the core. It would mm-hmm. exist, but, like... How Jordan would have stayed parallax. Hmm. I think that would be to me that'd be a lot more interesting, you know, with him 
out and about in the in the in the galaxy as a supervillain. Hmm. As much as you know, there's a lot of work done, a lot of rehabs done to his character. You know, since Johns did rebirth, but I think there's something interesting about just him being like the fallen, like in the same way that Sinestro is interesting in that. You know, how they're both fallen Green Lanterns <clears throat> who kind of let their uh, emotions and you know their need to protect kind of get the best of them. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, and actually that would be that sets off like a a huge amount of else uh, what ifs in my head because like what if something stuck really like like what if Batman had never recovered from his back being broken oh yeah what if Superman had never re- been resurrected um what if the new feed two had never happened yeah. Yeah, actually, that would be a legitimate one, just because yeah. we could see more, <laughs> more of the good shit. Yeah. Um, uh, there was one that I thought of while you were just talking. Um, what if? Nah, well, that goes in the new future. Say, what if Bruce Wayne were an only child and stayed an only child? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, Lincoln, my brother. Lincoln, some dude who I vaguely know. That's how he would play out. Could possibly scene. be my brother? Some dude who dresses like I do and has a weird chin like I do, but otherwise is completely unrelated to me? They do. What the fuck are you talking about? <clears throat> I'm just a crazy owl guy. You know, there's one what if that I'm sure there are some people that would want to see this. Uh, what if Batman had never had a Robin? Yeah, that now that'd be interesting. Um, yeah, it would be interesting, but I think it'd be interesting in that it would have negative effects. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I mean. I don't mean is in yeah. I mean, I've all, I'm that's what we talked about you know earlier a couple months ago. But yeah, I think we're both in the camp that Robin is definitely something that Batman needs. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, he becomes a total psychopath. Yeah, and you know there are also a couple of, like what ifs like what if Batman had murdered the Joker. Yeah. Uh, what if Lex Luthor died early on? Like, what if really any villain death spurs on a what if of its own? Sure. So um, there was one I was thinking of too. Is what if like uh, what if Barry Allen had never died? You know, during like Infinite uh, our Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Yeah. What if Wally West had never become the Flash? That's true. Um, you hear that, Wally West fans? <laughs> That's my hope that he would never become Flash. And guess what? It came true. It came true. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> um, like, what if Kyle Rayner had never become Green Lantern? Or, or the flip side of that, like the whole thing about Kyle Rayner is it was just random kind of luck that he became Green Lantern. What if someone else were given that ring? Oh yeah, yeah. What if a villain had been given that ring? Exactly. Or like someone, if, or maybe not like an established villain, but like somebody who was nowhere near as kind or benevolent. As yeah. Yeah, I mean, what if, like, another hero, like, aside from the ones that have already done as lanterns, yeah. like, they've already done Batman as a lantern, they've already done Superman as a lantern. Um, they've, they've done all that, but what if, like, it was kind of almost really a questionable choice, like, uh... Trying to think of like an anti-hero in DC. Uh, the only one I'm I'm thinking of off the top of my head would be like, uh, you remember Vigilante? Yeah. 
he he maybe or Manhunter. Oh Man yeah, Hunter. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or I just thought about this now. Resurrected Jason Todd is a Green Lantern. Oh yeah, R- Red Hood. Yeah. Like, Red the, Hood is a the, the Green Hood, I guess. Yeah, like <laughs> it's not really a clever renaming, but you know they go with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean there are a ton of what ifs you could do with with Marvel. What about like or with DC? What about like Elseworlds with Marvel? Um, I'd like to see. This is another thing I'd like to see. Um, something else we've talked about. I'd like to see like a. They kind of did this a little bit like this, but I would want to do it more uh, in the style of like the characters shifting to the times. Um, in a way, but like I'd like to see like a DC or like a Marvel Elseworld like set in the '60s. Yeah, and not not necessarily like they wouldn't be like they wouldn't necessarily be superheroes, you know, but they would just be like characters in the you know working in and about the '60s, you know, like um like Reed Richards would be like a scientist who works for NASA. Yeah. Ben Graham would be an astronaut like uh. Peter Parker would be like a, you know, he'd be like a young photographer covering like war protests and things like that. Yeah, you know, maybe Matt, get, Matt Murdock would be a revolutionary lawyer. Yeah, like uh, like yeah, like that. Like Luke Cage would be like a Black Power activist. Mm-hmm. Just things like that. that the kind of like the spirit of the characters are intact, but they're also wildly different. You know. Yeah, that'd be really interesting, actually, especially if you brought them into like. World like events of that time. Yeah, so I mean, like, like say for instance, like Johnny Storm would get drafted to go to Vietnam, you know. Yeah. And like the same way with you know, Peter would get drafted, he'd be like a war correspondent in Vietnam. Mhm. And like, they're like they'd be there, like their lieutenant, like Frank Castle would be the lieutenant, you know. Yeah. And uh, or, I think that'd be kind of interesting. And maybe like Steve Rogers shows up when everyone thought he was dead, and yeah, he's exactly. just a soldier. Yeah. Like he's been, he's been like captured and essentially being held captive in enemy territory for years. Yeah. And that's kind of how he comes together with the Avenger analogs. Like Tony Stark is, like Tony Stark would remain a war profiteer essentially. Like he would never well, yeah. kind of get over that. He would be like the big financial aid to Shield, which would be sort of a normal government organization rather than yeah. the super spy organization or anything like that. But so one, the one I can think of when I when I thought of that was like, what do you do with Thor? Have him be like an evangelical type mm. person. Have Donald Blake like be an evangelical, or, or maybe be like a hippie. Yeah, like long haired, yeah. you know. Well, they basically he, did that in Ultimate. Oh just, yeah, that's true. Just yeah. take that and take away his powers. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I like that, but um. But yeah, I think I think that could be kind of interesting. It wouldn't be much on superheroics. It'd be more of a period piece, you know. Yeah, because with the superheroics thing, they already did like an Elseworlds where it was set in like the seventies yeah. and everything. It was the, the Marvels. That was yeah. That was more like uh, that was kind of like the way I took it was like if the characters that Stanley and Jack Kirby wrote had actually lived in the real sixties instead of like being kind of like in. Marvel's version of the 60s. Yeah, yeah, really more of sort of like if the campiness had never been there. 
Yeah. Like, just take the basic essentials, like Galactus would show up in the middle of a populated city. Yeah. Um, the whole night when Stacy died thing would have, like, more sinister thing behind it. Like, it would be a spec. There was a spectator in the story to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because that's that's something else. Like, uh, who who wrote Marvels? Do you know? I know Alex Ross did the art. Uh, I forget his name. He wrote um, Justice with him. Uh, I think his name is Jim Kruger. Um, the reason I say this is because I've noticed like two of, like Alex Ross's big things like Marvels and Kingdom Come seem to have like a lowly point of view character. Yeah. Like, I know. Like I know Wade wrote. Uh, yeah. He wrote. Kingdom Come, but still. Yeah, the the lowly point of view c- character in Kingdom Come was actually based off of uh, Alex Ross's dad. Mm. So, so yeah, he probably had a saying that. Um, yeah. But uh, apparently, Marvels was written by Kurt Busiek. Oh yeah, Kurt Busiek. I th- I thought it was Jim Kruger, but you're right. It actually is Kurt Busiek. Yeah. Um. I forget. I don't know whether he planned a sequel to it, but. You know, the guy kind of plans sequels to a lot of his stories, and they never really materialize. Yeah. But, yeah, I always uh, like the idea behind that. Like, I'd like to see a modern version of that be done, except really go out of your way to radicalize the heroes, unlike Ultimate, where it's like, what if the heroes just existed in this time period? Like, really go out of your way to explore what would be different about them in a modern setting. Like, instead of Cab just being a racist, like, <laughs> which he kind of is, but he's a racist who's also president of the United States, so. Yeah, exactly, a racist president of the United States. I can get behind that. <laughs> That's never happened before. Uh, I don't know who I was referencing there, but. Like, the, idea, the idea of, like, a jaded teenager, like, being Peter Parker. Like a jaded yeah. 2012 teenager becoming Spider-Man. Or like a war veteran becoming Captain America. Something like that. Yeah. And yeah, that's something that, especially like something like Captain America, like today's uh, today's America, with that, you know, that's what some people talk about. With, is there a place for like patriotism like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. In today's yeah. world. With not just how the world views America, but like how... You know, we view ourselves. I, I think comic books can be done, can do political stuff right. Like, there are obviously a lot of stories that do it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think it can be done where it, like, it touches upon current issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there was that 9-11 issue where superheroes responded to it. They didn't stop 9-11 or anything. They just kind yeah. of reacted to it. Yeah, that's something to me that's... Something that kind of can be the problem with superheroes, like how, you know, there's certain things that, certain real world issues that you can't necessarily touch without. If you try to touch it, you, I mean, you can't do it. Like, I, w- I think we talked for like you know in the 40s where Captain America and Superman were punching out Hitler. Yeah. You know, you can't like you couldn't do a story where Superman took Osama bin Laden, you know, and yeah, and killed him or whatever, you know. Uh, despite what Frank Miller says, you know, superheroes can't stop terrorism. Yeah, I mean, really, any sort of world issue, you can't have the superhero actively changing yeah. that. 
because like, it not only does it kind of like change like it kind of like it it makes the issues uh it i would say it uh what's the word I'm looking for it kind of makes trivializes them, them. Tri- yeah they trivialize them. yeah it's like if in the Fantastic Four issue that Reed Richards you know he figured out a cure for AIDS mm-hmm. you know that that doesn't you know that like you said that trivializes the uh, AIDS or the students of AIDS by saying that you know hey AIDS no longer exists in this world you know and it also kind of makes the the Marvel universe maybe less relatable in a way. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Plus, I mean, we already know who killed Osama bin Laden, Dark Master Matt. Exactly the the wizard werewolf, werewolf bounty hunter who can turn into a Hulk himself. <laughs> Who is a member of Hogwarts? Exactly. Or he left Hogwarts because he was fucking awesome. Was he a Jedi too, or something? Um, no. That, you're thinking of his cousin. Um, Matt oh Nogi. yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh god. <laughs> I want. I want to say a comic book about him. Like that's that an is El- that's an Elseworlds right there. If Dark Master Matt was in the DC universe exactly. or the Marvel universe. He, I'd give him two weeks before he's running the Justice League. Yeah, I mean, not only that, he could stop each hero from becoming... Like, he could stop Bruce Wayne from needing to become Batman because he would show up the night Joe Chill is about to kill his parents and <laughs> whoop his ass. Exactly. Hey, leave that fucking kid alone. And turn <laughs> to a werewolf and just maul him. <laughs> he just does everything. Exactly. He stops Krypton from being destroyed. You're welcome. You're welcome, fuckers. And he just flies away. <laughs> As a hawk. Yeah. As a hawk in space. <laughs> uh, he, he's a space hawk. That, that's what he can turn to. Not just a hawk, but a space hawk. <laughs> but yeah, those are just kind of a, a couple of you know alternate takes that we had on a couple of different stories and a couple of different situations. You know, it's always good to mull over that kind of stuff because it makes for an interesting conversation. Yeah, I, I guess you can call this interesting. I don't know what to call this anymore. We we've given up on trying to define it long, long ago. We just accept it. Exactly. <clears throat> so I guess we're done for for uh, today. Are we done forever? Are we are we dark nights no more? No, we we can't live without each other. Though we will be publishing an Elseworlds that deals with the alternate reality of Dork Knights being no more. Yes, what would happen if Dork Knights be no more? Who just <laughs> the world? Would, the world would explode. Exactly, Hitler would come back. <laughs> Remember that every time you listen to an episode of Dork Knights, you stop Hitler from coming back. So exactly, there's no better note to go out on. So, yeah. and that's been the latest installment of the Dork Knights. Tune in next week. Same MB time, same bird channel. With their mission accomplished, these glamorous figures vanish as suddenly as they appear. I'm back. I, I was worried. I know you were. I could I could hear the relief in your voice. <laughs> I was worried you'd come back. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Alright, I get the recording to work, and so I should be good. Just in case I'm not, we have you, so...
Come to save the day again. Here I come to save the day. Bergman's on the way. Or however that song went. I can't remember how it went. You may have butchered it. I don't know. It's Mighty Mouse. It's been a while since I saw Mighty Mouse. Uh, what I was wondering about Mighty Mouse is, uh, okay, yeah, he's got superpowers and stuff, but how the, where the fuck is this world where mice can walk around and talk and wear clothes and have jobs? That's always been the thing with, like, Underdog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. The same thing with Underdog. Uh, are there people in Underdog tour, or are they just... Um, they, yeah, there are people, because the main villain is, like, a human. Yeah, like, of course you know who Underdog's gonna be. He's the one fucking dog in the in the town. That can walk and talk. Well, he's also got like the chick, though. I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But like, oh, sec- like Secret Squirrel, him and Morocco Mole, and then <laughs> every- I think everyone else is human. <laughs> you would think like the first thing is, holy shit, you're a talking squirrel. <laughs> that's what I always thought about um, Hong Kong Fooey. It was the same thing with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there wasn't even another animal with him. No, there was a ca- he had like a cat who just he was like his sidekick, but um, the cat didn't talk. I mean, the, I mean, but he was the only fucking walking talking dog in the world, and no one knew who Kong Kong Fu was. 